0: We are an Ummah of mercy that follows a prophet that was sent as a mercy, that follows a book that contains mercy and begins almost every single chapter in the name of Allah, the most merciful. Joining us today is notable author, scholar and academic Sheikh Muhammad ibn Yahya al-Ninui,
1: most notably known for his book of love and his commentary on the 40 Hadith of mercy and those who practice mercy.
0: All the way from Atlanta, Georgia, He joined us here in Sydney in our studio. This is what took place.
2: To reduce the faith to a set of do and don't is reductionist to say the least. we need to focus on why am I Muslim? Who is Allah? How do I get to know his attributes and him? How do I experience his closeness and love? Love and mercy are the Imams, the leader of knowledge, and knowledge without having an imam is lost is weaponized knowledge our whole faith of islam is i love you the fact is you're always in his presence the fact is he's always present the issue is most of the time you're not the bridge Does you, you, you climbed climb climb harbour bridge Absolutely. even wow. we haven't even uh, i haven't either. even done that i've right. been yeah. here yeah. my whole yeah. life wow the, were you scared no no it actually is a wonderful experience you're not scared of heights i'm not that uh, i'm not that scared of heights but oh, yeah. know, about a, about a true
1: sydney sider i think that's we can uh, say it's yeah. official. a view of sydney
2: yeah. better than the most of us have ever in our lives right?
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Today, um, on this topic of this episode, is on mercy. And you've had your commentary on the 40th of mercy. And this is something that's kind of a, a practice that isn't adhered to too much in today's world. That's not prevalent. I mean, as Kamal said, uh, nearly all the chapters in the Quran start with Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Um, and also, as you've mentioned in the book, I believe it's three mercy is an attribute that is mentioned 315 times in the Quran. The most prevalent attribute. I believe it's 43 times of... Uh, pardon and 43 times of patience and 42 of pardon Uh, forgive me if that's wrong but I think it's a similar number towards that Sheikh, I have to say um, to lay the groundwork and the foundations of the conversation that inshallah we tend to have the definition of rahmah is it confined to mercy alone?
2: Uh, no it's much wider than that and like you uh, very nicely said uh, uh, mercy and its derivatives are mentioned about 315 times throughout the Quran in addition to what Kamal mentioned mm-hmm. every single chapter of the book starts with the name of Allah, the All-Merciful let's say, the All-Merciful but in reality Rahmah comes from the root letter, uh, the three letter root, mim in the Arabic language, right? And mim uh, stands for Rahim and Rahim uh, is also that happens to be the womb of the mother that's what rahm is mm. and you all know that the womb of the mother does not simply provide mercy mm. but provides love provides care provides provision nutrition. provides nutrition sustenance protection
0: mm.
2: uh, kindness so when we say uh, the meaning of rahma is mercy Is reductionist by definition. It's maybe we could say the least loving mercy since I can't put all these words together Mm. and you know otherwise it'll become a long thing. So, the Bismillah ar Rahman in the name of Allah, the lovingly merciful, the lovingly merciful, maybe the provider, the compassionate, everything. It's correct, right? Very difficult to it's encompassing, Mm. and that's why if you notice the names of Allah. uh, though metaphorically, not in reality, because mm-hmm. they cannot be shared or associated, but metaphorically could be given to the creation in a sense of what? al Karim" means the generous. Mm-hmm. And I could say, for example, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you are al Karim amongst us here, which I mean it on a human level, mm-hmm. I, uh, obviously. But Ar-Rahman or Allah? Allah or Ar Rahman cannot be given even metaphorically to the creation. You cannot say someone is Ar Rahman. You can say someone is Rahim, mm-hmm. but not Ar Rahman. That's why Allah in the Quran says, Allah. He specifies these two names. Allah, الجامع, the, the name that brings all the meanings of the names of Allah together, Allah. those we know and those we don't know. Mm-hmm. And Ar Rahman. Is the other name that encompasses all the beauty of the names of Allah? Well, it encapsulates
0: all the beauties of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you mentioned something very powerful. You said Rahman is only for Allah, but Rahim, someone can be Rahim, and the one who is described as Rahim in the Quran, Bil Mu'minina raufur Rahim, mm-hmm. Sallallahu so alayhi, so. the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was sent as a mercy. To not mankind, I think many people translate as a mercy to mankind, but everything that exists, Mm -hmm. right? I want to ask a question to you or pose uh, a scenario to you. A non-Muslim comes to you, sure, you're from America, you're now in Australia, and they ask you the question. In your book, it says he's a mercy to everything that exists, to alameen, to the Mm worlds and everything. Prove it. (laughs) Prove to me that the prophet muhammad peace be upon him was a mercy to everything that exists how would you answer that question
2: the prophet وسلم, just like you articulated uh, w- uh allah puts that as a mission statement yeah. ل- للعالمين, to all the creation the prophet وسلم, is rahmat to all of all of the creation and when someone who doesn't believe in the Prophet Wasallam's message, the Prophet Wasallam is still a source of mercy, a source of mercy in in in, in institutionalizing laws that protect their honor, dignity, uh, f- protect them from bloodshed, from injustices, from. Uh, 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 uh from transgressions let's say in, in in the legislative side on the actual uh human side and told us that we would not be a believer until we love for each other mm. what we love for that ourselves sounds. told us that sharing is caring in a sense uh, if you don't, if you withhold, you'll be withheld from. Mm. Give and you live. It's Share. Allah. And that's a sign that you're actually passing on what Allah has given you. And, and you're calling for more. Uh, he told us, S- S- Sallallahu He showed me that His Rahmat to you. He showed me that uh, verbal violence, He's the first one to articulate, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Verbal violence is a form of violence. As sahih Muslim. Uh, our mother Aisha radiallahu taala anha. When people came and said Assalamu alaykum, mm. right? So they're coming to visit him at home, sallallahu <laughs> alayhi wasallam. And instead of saying Assalamu alaykum, which is a Muslim universal peace greeting, be mo- Peace be upon you. They said Assamu. Evil and death may befall you instead. Mm. And, uh, and Nabi sallallahu Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam did not say anything. Hadith <laughs> sahih. And Sayyidah Aisha did not say much but she said what? Wa mm-hmm. and, and you know what you said evil and death may befall us and, and may befall you too mm-hmm. and you too. Mm-hmm. Look at the prophetic instruction. He tells her ya Aisha as Filaf of Muslim. Inna Allah ala rifqi ma la yu'ti 'ala he uses the word on Allah rewards on kindness and does not reward on violence. The first one documentedly to actually say that verbal violence counts as violence is Rasulullah sallallahu towards people who did maybe uh, who did not believe in in, in in the faith or religion or anything. Mercy to everything. Hadith al Nasai fil Mujtaba, which is Hasan, uh, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi said, um, "If if a small bird, a robin, mm. is killed." It will come in the day of judgment, and you will have to answer, Why did you kill it for no reason? In Allah ihsana ala Hadith Muslim. Allah decreed that you must deal with everything in ihsan, in excellence, and excellence comes after justice, mm. right? Because Allah says in the Quran, In Allah yamuru bil adli wal ihsan. Allah commands you to establish justice and ihsan and excellence. So it goes beyond justice to excellence. Why? Justice is important as a foundation of society. But an eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. Mm -hmm. So go for ihsan. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. So if we can look and see how... Protection of the environment. Mm. The hadith that talk about not polluting water, not polluting the common roads, the 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 trees. Hugging a tree, the Prophet sallallahu wasallam hugged again. a tree as in Sahih mm. Bukhari, right? Documented
0: in a mutawatir hadith. There you go. <laughs> I
2: mean, so we go hug a tree. That's mm. also mm. part of the prophetic sunnah. Plant a tree. Mm. Mm. We're we're planting peace. Mm. Because tree is also a symbol of peace, symbol of life, symbol mm. of mercy as well. Because why is it a symbol of mercy? No, you can stone a tree, but the tree will only throw fruits at you. It will not stone you back. So that's why the hadith that is Hassan, if you if qiyama is called, so doomsday is called. The whole universe will, will be destroyed in its current form. And the Prophet ﷺ says, And one of you has a baby palm tree in their hands. Qiyamah is called, and I, I need to follow right away to answer, and I have a baby palm tree. What do I do? Well, baby palm tree takes five years to grow anyway, ten years to grow. The Prophet ﷺ says, Pla- Plant the baby palm tree first, then answer the call of the tombstone. Allah. this is the prophet sallallahu alaihi
0: rahmatan as you brilliantly explained from society to the individual to the environment to the wildlife to the animals to everything, the, stone, to, every, the to the stones. Hadith
2: muslim and we can yeah. talk here for hours <laughs> but hadith is ay muslim and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam you said in Sahih muslim inni la'arifu hajaran I still remember a stone that we had a, a, a greeting exchange in Medina, in Mecca inni la i still recognize that stone for that peace relationship we had together Allah. he recognizes a stone that that gives salam to him alayhi wa alayhi he would not recognize a human being that sends salam to him <laughs> and this
1: is the rich tradition of islam but sheikh you mentioned something uh, in your statement and you were saying how you know the, the hadith of the saying you want you wish for your brother what you like for yourself I guess nowadays, you know, we live in a time of heedlessness, a lot of ghafla. And I've known, because Alhamdulillah, I was fortunate to attend some of your lectures over here. There's, I guess the question has been uh, put to you, how does one move from selfishness to selflessness? And you've used analogy and you've referenced your book and your commentary on the 40 Hadith of Mercy of the statement of when somebody was to say to you, I love you. What they really mean is, I love me. So, Sheikh, how do we move um, from the stages of from, from I to love to you? And more directly, the question would be, how do we move from selfishness to selflessness?
2: Well, uh, look, sweetie. <clears throat> I think the whole religion is about I love you mm-hmm. in, in a metaphorical way. Our whole faith of Islam is I love you. And in the sense, I love you, or oh Allah, I love you, Rasulullah. I love you. And also we live our life with I love you. Mm-hmm. Different use. But most of the time when people are in the in the dunya and the I love you, they're really I love me. Mm-hmm. I love you of what you afford me. What is in it for me, I love you. Mm. Uh, whether it's a person, whether it's a position, whether it's whatever, whatever I get is from it is what I love. I really, and therefore, if it's a let's say uh, a, a spouse, if it's once you no longer afford me what I what you what I used to love from you, I no longer love you. Mm-hmm. Well, because I really never loved you. I only loved me Just lip service, mm. and, and and I loved what I got from you. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we move from one station, I, to love, to you. And where did that idea come to me, to be honest with you? It's from the Hadith of Umar radiyallahu anhu, hadith, hadith Jibreel, the one that's famous, right? Mm. Iman, Islam, Ihsan, sure. right, of Sahih al-Bukhari. Uh, Muslim, <coughs> And the Prophet sallallahu when he talked about uh, Ihsan, he said that you worship him as if you are witnessing him. So I said, well, that's I love you. You worship him. I love you. Because the essence of worship is love. Remove love out of worship and you have no worship at Mm. all.
1: Allah. That's right.
2: Foundationally definitive. Mm -hmm. Remove love out of worship. You have no worship. Remove love out of deen. You have no deen. It becomes mm-hmm. eager worshiping in it, It's no more deen. It's whatever it is, a set of rituals that you're mm-hmm. doing, but it's no longer deen. The heart is no longer part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Right? You're leaving it. You're coming to the masjid. You're leaving your heart where the shoe racks are. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to bring it in. All right. So you worship him Is I love you. Mm-hmm as if you are seeing, as if you're witnessing him, really no more I or love, as if you're witnessing him, only you. Mm. Because if you worship him as if you witness your worship, You are not really in Ihsan. You're not worshipping Him as if you're witnessing Him. You worship Him and you witness your ibadah, salah, siyam, your worship. Or you worship Him as if you witness yourself worshipping. Even worse, not worshipping, you're witnessing your worship, you worship yourself worshipping. So the the Prophet's (laughs) words was, you worship Him as if you witness Him. Not your worship, not yourself, nothing but Him. So I love you. Mm -hmm. And... It's a practice uh, to to get to from I to love to you because once you get one to the other, you no longer see it. past the other. You no longer see the one before. Mm-hmm. Once you get from I to love, you no longer see I because now you're actually experiencing selfless love. Mm-hmm. You live selfless love, mm-hmm. and it's like the story of Ibn Umar, radiAllahu uh, anhu, right? When he saw the Prophet, sallAllahu like yeah, squash, and he does not necessarily like squash, Ibn Umar. But from that point on, Ibn Umar forgot the I, it became love. <laughs> so you know what? From that point on, that? I just love squash. Uh, no no more I, love squash. <laughs> because I am in love now, there's no more I anymore in it, in <laughs> the love. Eventually once it's all you, it's you, and I take you to the hadith also of Sahih, where Sayyidina anhu. Goes and, and comes to the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ tells him, Why did you come? He says, I want to take a look at Rasulullah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fill my gaze with Rasulullah. So I and love no longer become in the picture, mm. only you become in the picture. <laughs>
0: I heard one sheikh from, from Sydney, Sheikh Hassan, he said a beautiful commentary on that hadith, and To worship Allah as though you see him. فَإِنْ لَمْ tara. تَرَى If you don't exist, you see him. To just remove yourself and it's just Allah. I wanted to move on to the next question and that was the importance of mercy. We've spoken about the Prophet wasallam being the absolute pinnacle, manifestation of mercy. But you've also mentioned about three levels, iman, islam, ihsan. How dangerous is it to remove mercy from your islam? To just have Islam, like for instance, just the textbook Islam, just the, just the fiqh, just the rulings, just the ahkam and to completely be dissolved of any attribute of mercy. How dangerous is that to your Islam?
2: Yeah, Allah bless you. I think based on the hadith that you just very well uh, pointed to, we have the Prophet said, tells us actually al-Bukhari, mm-hmm. This is Jibreel came to teach you your deen. Mm-hmm. So the Prophet makes deen these three things Mm -hmm. Iman, Islam, Ihsan. Now I look at these three things as uh, Aqa'id, Ahkam, Akhlaq. Meaning Iman is Aqa'id, the creed. creed. Islam is Ahkam, law, do, don't. And Ihsan is value system, Akhlaq. What we've been focused on in the past 40 years, 50 years or so is Islam, law. Even in Sunday schools, Saturday schools, mosques, lots of places, lots of the focus, the lectures, right? We spend 20 years in do, don't, do, don't, salah, do, don't, very do textbook. this, do, right? It's mm. very technical and we teaching law. So what we've managed to do is graduate law students. Mm lawyers. Nothing against law
1: students by any chance? No, no, no. Nothing against law
2: students whatsoever. If you'd like take a dip in the, to prove that there's nothing wrong, take Mm -hmm. a dip in the seas around Sydney and meet the sharks. They will not (laughs) touch you. There's common professional courtesy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, The idea here is obviously look, there's not, we need the law and we need lawyers. But to reduce the faith to a set of do and don't, mm. and to, th- to make people think from only a frame of law, which is again, a great frame to all my lawyer friends, Allah bless you, and uh, it, it, it is not really, is reductionist to say the least. But we need to focus on aqaid mm. first. Why am I Muslim? Who is Allah? Why is he worthy of worship? What are his attributes? Why is nothing else is worthy of worship but him? How do I get to know his attributes and him? How do I experience his closeness and love? We need to know. Who is our Prophet Muhammad Why is he the truthful Prophet just like Moses and Jesus, Isa and Musa and Abraham, right? And then we go to the value system, which is Ihsan, Akhlaq, Mm -hmm. right? And Akhlaq is applied Tawheed. That's how dangerous this is. Value system in Islam is the applied creed. So we have uh, creed, law, applied creed. How? Look at all the hadith about akhlaq and about value system. Hadith al-Bukhari on Abu Hurair radiallahu anh. Man kana for example, whoever believes in Allah and a day of judgment should honor his guest, should honor his neighbor, right? Notice, one of you would not be a believer until you love for your fellow brother in humanity, what you love for yourself. It's tied with your iman. Wow. First, the Prophet ﷺ puts iman. Your faith is not there, Mm -hmm. is incomplete if your akhlaq are not present. Mm -hmm. That's why people who have no value system, no akhlaq, their problem is not that they have no tarbiyah. Their problem is their iman. The very iman is in question. Mm -hmm. So the danger of not having mercy and love as prime Muhammadan character, Mm -hmm. as the foundation of our faith, Love and unconditional mercy is not simply not paying attention to uh, some small details. The question is no love, no faith at all.
0: Mm. The way we deal with Allah primarily, and the day the way we deal with the Prophet and the day we the way we deal with each other. That's really important.
1: Just on that, actually, Kamal. Um, in the in the hadith book a there was a hadith I mentioned that Allah has placed one hundred mercies between the earth and the heavens subhanallah and this is not just restricted to myself for you but for everyone even the drunk man i'm sure shaykh
2: yes yeah uh, uh, look the hadith uh, uh, the book of mercy is written by imam ibn tolon mm-hmm. al-hanafi rahimahullah died year 953 uh, right and uh, and he collected 40 hadith. Uh, on mercy, and one of the themes that are repeated, which is really amazing in a sense, and it's mind-boggling, because we really can't comprehend it, can't comprehend the, mag- the magnitude of the mercy of Allah. Obviously, it should not be comprehended, it's beyond the creation anyway. Mm-hmm. But even trying to comprehend it in a way that's suitable to me, where the, Allah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying that Allah, when, when he willed for mercy to be created, he created 100 portions of mercy. He gave all the creation, from the beginning of the creation till the end, only one portion out of 100. From that portion, the parents love their children, and the animals love their children, and everything has mercy and love in the universe. From its beginning till the end, from only one portion out of 100 portions, of mercy, merciful love. Now we're saying Rahmah is merciful love that Allah spared for the creation on the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. And so that means there's, if you collect all the loving mercy from the beginning till the end of the creation, Mm -hmm. it's all amount to one portion. And Allah left 99 for you. That's why I say most people will be in shock and awe of Allah's overwhelming mercies, merciful love in the Day of Judgment. And that also, that mercy teaches us things. Teaches us to be ju- more live mercy, not just be merciful. Live it, live that mercy, experience that mercy. And when you live love and mercy, sort of inhale love, exhale, you start exhaling gratitude. Thank you, Ya Allah, for your mercy. Amen. And the Quran tells us Alhamdulillah. Thank you, Ya Allah, that you've guided me to do this. When I did good, it's your guidance. You sent me a prophet to teach me how to do good. You gave me the energy to do good. You facilitated for me. I don't really deserve the credit, but Mm -hmm. out of your mercy, it's your grace that I am experiencing. So thank you for allowing me to do good. And living mercifully is, you know what, the, the issue of the drunkard that we were talking about earlier. And allegedly, and this is a story, it's not necessarily Dean, but in the sense, it gives us an, a, an understanding of how some of the scholars who lived mercy, uh, under, or lived the Qur'an, sorry, understood loving mercy. And I'll tell you one thing. Allah in Surah Al-Rahman says what? ar rahman allama Al-Quran. Yeah. The, the shortest one surah, the shortest, not surah, the shortest word as a verse, ar rahman Bismillah, rahman Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahman, the loving, merciful. Al-Quran. Wait, the loving merciful taught Gave knowledge, ilm of the Quran Shouldn't it be al mm. The all-knowing taught al-Quran? The most suitable attribute yeah. You would think? Mm. No, not the all-knowing rahman why? Allah in the Quran is teaching us in the surah That Loving, love and mercy are the Imams, the leader of knowledge. And knowledge without having an Imam is lost, so. is weaponized knowledge. Mm. It's not merciful knowledge. Is knowledge without a purpose, nor and without a meaning. It becomes information, no more knowledge. Therefore, Allah, when he describes Al-Khadr a.s. in the Quran with Musa, he says, We have given this, this Al khader Rahma, then we taught him to tell you that if you have no Rahma and love, you have no Ilm. You just have information.
0: Wow. Mm. That, that, that's, that's a blow.
2: So, a... therefore, living that example, like Al khader Rahma, Ilm. Musa Alayhi Salam rahma ilm the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam rahma ilm right raufan yes, rahim like yes, you mentioned ilm yes, yes. right that's why when allah azza wa Jal described the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he did not say wa innaka la ala azim yeah. his ilm is azim no doubt sallallahu no, no. alayhi wa sallam he says wa innaka la your character of rahma your manifestation of loving mercy, Ya Rasulullah. Your, your characters are just un- Azim. No, azim right? And to that, you see non- non-prophets, such as, let's say, a personality that's, I think, agreed upon: Sheikh Abdul Qadir Rahimahullah, one of the righteous uh, uh, people that have lived in, in our history. And we uh, hold him to be amongst the awliya of Allah, inshallah. Okay, uh, allegedly, and that's again a story that you, they used to tell people, that he was walking in Baghdad, that's where he used to live. Uh, he was walking in Baghdad uh, one day with his students passing by in downtown Baghdad. And uh, there was a drunkard there on the side. So the students of Sheikh Abdul Qadir, they rushed up, to push the drunkard a little bit to the side to make ways for their pure sheikh, the homeless drunkard there on the streets. So as Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalana allegedly walks by this homeless drunkard, the homeless drunkard looks up to him and says, Ya Abdul Qadir, no sheikh, nothing, right? And that's okay, that's okay. They used to call Abu Bakr, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, Bakr oh, Abu Bakr, oh, Omar, oh, Omar. You don't have to call. Respecting people doesn't mean you call them titles. Right? It's okay. And the students should not make those who do that shish kebabs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's okay.
2: Every, it's okay. It, love is actually in the heart, and it's manifested in the, in the conduct. Mm. It's okay. Please, Wait, this title mania needs to stop. Really? Anyway, off, off tangent. So, this drunkard, homeless allegedly, tells him, Ya Abdul Qadir. Abdul Qadir is, means this, the slave of Al Qadir, the slave of the mighty, right? Uh, of the powerful. He says, Ya Abdul Qadir. He looks up to him and says, Ya Abdul Qadir, Qadir am Ghair Qadir. Can he or can't he? Like, like that and allegedly Sheikh Abdul Qader says Qadr. humbly so he says Qadr. then he wants to walk Sheikh Abdul Qadir. with continues to walk the man calls him say ya Abdul qadr he stops he tells him he lifts up his the drunkard lift up lifts up his face to him and says i am ghair can he or can't he Allegedly, Sheikh Abdul Qader says, Bal Qader, Qader, he can." Then he wants to move with his students, and then the man shouts for the last, "Abdul Qader!" Before you go, wait. Qader Qader? Can he or can't he? And they allegedly they say that's when Sheikh Abdul Qader broke down in in, in tears. Oh and went down on the floor, in the sense, sat down, said, Bala, Bala, Qadir, 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 and started weeping. So after the event allegedly finishes, the students of Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalani ask him, they said, what happened here? What is, can he or can't he? And you give answers, and then you fall, you break down in tears. What's, what's going on? We didn't understand anything. What was he saying? Yeah, what was he saying? He said... The first time when he told me qadir, I'm qadir, as if I understood from his non-verbal communication with me, that he's telling me, your students and you people are looking down at me because I'm drunkard and homeless and my clothes are dirty and all this. And can he purify me and clean me and make me a normal person and not drunkard? Can he or can't he? Why are you looking at me like, can he or can't he? He says, yes, he can. I said, okay, the second one, he said, ya Abdul Qadir, can he or can't he? Not just clean me up and make me a, a, a good person. Can he make me a wali of Allah instantaneously? Can he, from being drunkard homeless, can he will for me to be a wali of Allah, mm. a friend of him instantaneously now change me from my state to another state entirely flips my heart and change me. Can he or can't he? He can. He says he can. That's why Muslims look at people at, at, as either wali or potential wali. <laughs> that's Everybody. So, that's
1: so true. Potential Sidi, uh, uh, I think the Moroccans have a saying that you know, you consider everyone that you meet a friend of God and that's the way how you treat them I think Hafiz you know a great poet in our tradition said you know how amazing would this world be if everyone was to actualize and realize that everyone here is a friend of God in this grand banquet how, how
2: we treat everyone so much better be, abs- be, be cautious absolutely the one. last point of the story is one why did you break in tea, break down in tears Sheikh mm. Abul Qadr they said the last one was, was difficult allegedly because he looked at me and he said, Ya Abdul Qadir, can he or can't? Qadir, I'm there. Is Allah Qadir or not Qadir? He said, I said, Bala Qadir, and he broke into tears. He said, can he change me from my state now mm-hmm. and put me in your state and change your state and put you in my state?
1: <laughs>
2: Don't take guidance for granted. <laughs> Don't take guidance as self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Be grateful to the Creator. Thank Him. Ask Him to use you and that which is good. Look at all the creation with an eye of mercy and love. That's that
1: was um, a beautiful analogy. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I guess uh, the whole essence of this conversation is mercy, but I think along with that comes forgiveness. The whole essence is to come in, to witness this divine reality, to become a person of the time. And I guess what you said in one of your classes beforehand is that you know when you come and you say, Astaghfirullah, don't just say it. With your tongue, but say it. Say it with your heart. And I recall the practices that you tried to. St- we were closing our eyes, and we were trying to say that. And I don't think you can do the. T- you can't do the two at the same time. Otherwise, you're not doing it properly. If you were to close your eyes, and for those at home, I would try this out. You're closing your eyes, and you're and you're internalizing stuff or like it's you're writing it on your heart. You you're making that sincere repentance. Don't just say it with your tongue. If you were to say it with your tongue and your heart at the same time, I'm, I'm sure if you're doing it properly and you wouldn't be able to do it. My question to that would be, Sheikh, and I know this is quite a big question, but if you could give us perhaps three or even two s- practical steps, how does one come to Allah
2: with a clean heart? Allah. The Qur'an and the Sunnah. Not as slogans, hmm. not as memorization, but as a way of life, and one step at a time. One sunnah at a time. Um, but I'll give you an example. I think that, you know, since you brought this this issue of, 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 uh, of presence with Allah, right? Basically, you're saying astaghfirullah, it shouldn't be lip service. It should be I am actually worshipping him as if I am seeing him. Mm-hmm. I am in his presence. Well, the idea is, not the idea, sorry. The fact is, you're always in his presence mm. the fact is he's always present the issue is most of the time you're not mm. so bringing awareness that we are all we are in his presence because he's always present anyway well refines us by itself you see we will not do wrong or sin so long we are fully conscious of his presence mm-hmm. the only way people sin is when they are what they turn the ter- they turn their awareness of his presence off mm-hmm. right. right so even being in, being in the maqam of ihsan at a basic basic level mm-hmm. witnessing uh, witnessing him will actually prevent you from doing wrong because you are in his presence mm-hmm. all right so they they have this also. We're telling. We told a story. We'll tell another short story. So Sahab ibn Abdullah One of the Salaf in the old days, mm-hmm. right? And and they told them allegedly when when he was five six years old, go play hide and seek. Hide and seek seems to be an ancient game. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we all played it, right? Under the bed, etc., whatever. And when but they told the teacher told him kindergarten in the old days, a thousand some years ago, go hide hide somewhere where no one sees you. Mm-hmm. All kids run one under the tree, one whatever. One digs a hole in the sand, something, and this this five six year old kid doesn't the kid doesn't go anywhere. Abdullah to study allegedly, and the teacher says, "Why are you still here?" He said, "Teacher, you said go hide somewhere where no one sees you, but everywhere I go, Allah sees." Me. Right? It's it's a basic principle that the parents taught, for mm-hmm. example. So therefore, when we say Alhamdulillah. Lip service versus like Sahil Abdullah to study. We go to the deeper level. Mm. Close your eyes. Uh, sometimes, not, you don't have to, but just so you can collect yourself. Right? It's not mandated, but close your eyes, collect yourself onto Allah Azza wa presence and say in your heart without moving your lips, Alhamdulillah. Thank you, Ya Allah. Now then try... To say it with your lips as well, along with your heart. Please let your tongue translate the state of your heart mm-hmm. so it has a reality. It's like saying, I love you, but not from the heart. Mm-hmm. Please connect your tongue to the heart so that the tongue translates what the heart says. The Arab Jahili poet used to say, Inna fuadi wa inna maju al-lisanu ala al fuadi uh, the real speech is in the heart. The tongue merely translates the states of yeah. the heart. That's very beautiful. May we all be
0: seekers and become present with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Sheikh, I think it's only necessary that whenever we speak about mercy, we should also go to the other side of mercy. When Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He speaks about Himself in the Quran, عبادي. Tell my servants that I am the Ghafur, I am the merciful, I am the compassionate, I am the forgiving. However, also know that my punishment is severe. Uh, in another verse, is, know that Allah is severe in his punishment, but he's also very merciful, mm-hmm. uh, very forgiving. How does one attain this balance within their mindset within their understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as we mentioned more merciful to his abd than a mother is to her own child that's mentioned in the, book. in the book but at the same time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of being feared mm. How do we attain that balance? A difficult question but a necessary question. No, absolutely
2: <clears throat> one should the, the attributes of Allah are not exclusive, no. mutually exclusive. For one to be the right, the other one needs to be out. No, no, no. Allah created this universe or this creation on the basis of justice. May mm-hmm. y'amal Dharratin khairan yara. Yeah. Yeah. يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا And Adam's worth of good? Adam worth of good you will see. And Adam worth of evil yeah. you will see. Being Allah being the all-merciful is definitive. Allah being the all-just is also definitive. Uh, Islam does not tell you that people can can get away with murder and rape and, and bloodshed of innocent people, there is no such getting away. Mm. Uh, in fact, if you are a person of faith, you know that the smallest thing you do you will of evil, you will not get away with it, even if it's a thought. And that's why when people do evil recklessly, the issue is not really in their upbringing and value system. The issue, the issue is really in their faith. Their faith is problematic or deficient. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in Allah, the Creator, the all-seeing, the all-hearing, the all-knowing, the, the just. And therefore to that, the Prophet sallallahu sallam, tells us in the authentic hadith, الصحيح, Do you know who's the bankrupt? <laughs> no. The bankrupt is the one who uh, doesn't have any money. Prophet changes that. No, no. The bankrupt is the one who comes now genuinely, huh? prayed genuinely, gave charity genuinely, did all these things genuine. genuinely. Not the munafiq. Not the hypocrite, not the one who did not believe he just wanted to have a f- social position and build a fame. And No, 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 no. This is the one who genuinely prayed. Sincere. Sincere. Mm. But he comes and he took the right of that one. He slandered that person. He uh, belittled that person. He insulted that person. It's not talking even about bloodshed here. The hadith is talking about what? قَذَفَ هَذَا وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَ He stole the money of that person and he he's insulted and backbit that person and they will all take from all his deeds that he worked so sincerely for until he's got nothing left. That's the justice of Allah.
1: SubhanAllah.
2: So when we talk about the mercy and the, uh, the mercy should not be divorced of the justice of the Creator. Because the first thing that you'll be judged on is the rights of others. That's where your rights end and the rights of others begin. So therefore, where does the mercy then happen? Then even in that? Well, first of all, Allah in that in that picture of balance between justice and mercy. Well, first is Allah Azza wa gave us a lot more reward for good and reduced. The action of evil to only one. Mm -hmm. So you do good multiplied by 10. You do evil is one. Look at the mercy, right? And then furthermore, he gives us us an ayah in the Quran that I think is automatically designed to make everybody instantaneous wali of Allah if they do it. Absolutely. You don't need anything. You don't need any system. And I always say to uh, uh, all, I don't want to mention any names, but any terms. You don't need to follow anything. If you just follow this, you'll become a wali of Allah. You don't need anything. Everyone needs to
1: pause the video right now. (laughs) Get your pen and papers out and take notes of this. This is going to be a
2: simple ayah in the Quran. Bismillahir Rahman. Look at coming from Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim the all loving merciful, the all loving merciful. Mm-hmm. If you avoid the grave, grave evil deeds, mm-hmm. we will forgive your small ones. Small.
0: Right,
2: so that's how the mercy overcomes now the wrath. if you avoid meaning as if the Quran is saying you do evil you're weak, you're going to do wrong but I say always don't ever plan to sin you may sin it's very important Yeah, don't ever plan to sin destructive is the planning for your spirituality don't plan you you may sin but don't plan anyway uh, going to the ayah Avoid the grave ones, no, no, killing, no killing, no bloodshed, no right, no Rights of others, you know, yeah. exactly. Only if you avoid the grave sins, we shall forgive you for the other ones. No, no, no. Welcome to the mercy of Allah. The one
0: that gets me the most, I have to say, the hadith that gets me the most is. The hadith that, you know, we don't know the throne of Allah, the greatest creation of Allah. Forget the universe, forget the Milky Way, forget <laughs> the galaxies, forget the sun, the the, Mars, the the giant stars, the throne of Allah. Allah wrote on it that my mercy prevails over my wrath. Ya Allah. So the decree is as such.
1: I Shaykh, I would want to ask you just on that. Can we be guilty of misplacing mercy? Because some people in their nature is to be very soft and very generous, and may Allah reward them for being such. Um, you know, it's for me, it's a very beautiful quality to see that. Um, but can we ever be guilty of misplacing mercy? Because we have some, maybe somebody may have, you know, helping someone out and the burden becomes too much. Is there a line that we need to draw where we need to stop giving and in order, you know, as the energy is, put the mask on ourselves but on the plane before we can help someone else?
2: Yeah. That's a very good question. Look, um, in Islam, uh, unlike a very common Christian concept and our Christian brothers in humanity, we share a lot of things with them obviously. Mm-hmm. But, but if someone, someone slaps you on the right on the right cheek, do not turn left cheek to them. So save yourself from further abuse. Mm-hmm. But never stop giving, even if they're not worthy of receiving mm-hmm. meaning. Do not put your perception of worthiness of others as a standard for your giving. Your giving ought to be unconditional, just like Allah gives you unconditionally. Allah gives you when you're worthy of receiving and when you're not worthy of receiving. And he asks you to give to those who are worthy of receiving and to those who are not worthy of receiving. Mm-hmm. And if you withhold, you'll be withheld from. That's why the hadith that's Hassan to Ka'b, عنه, the Prophet sallallahu tells him, goes further than that. He says, Ya mm-hmm. Oh Ka'b, connect to those who sever you. مَنْ حرمك, And give those who deprive you. Wow. Uh, ظلمك, and forgive those who wrong you. You see, it's it, it, the prophetic point and the Quranic push is as if it is, which is also biblically rooted here. If you're good to those who are good to you, then what good are you? Mm-hmm. Allah tells us, هَلْ جَزَاءُ al ihsan isn't the reward that Allah has done you good unconditionally, except that you actually do unto His creation also good unconditionally? That's why Allah in the Quran says, not just do good, but do good just like Allah has done you good.
0: Is there a red line though? I think that question entails, is there a red line when you this is my line? You know, someone's done wrong to you. I'm not going to be, I guess, you know, bitten by the same hole twice or something like that. I, I need
2: to know where to draw my lines and my boundaries.
0: I
1: guess that would be a case-by-case case scenario as well.
2: Look, Islam asks you, again, like I said, if someone slaps you on one cheek, do not turn the other cheek. So mm. means what? Preventive measures for, for further liabilities. Yes. Do not make yourself out there for abuse. That's one thing. Protect yourself from abuse and zulm and all that, but do not stop giving. They're two different tracks, Mm. you see? So it's like when the two children of Adam in the Quran, right? He says, If you extend your hand to kill me, I will not extend my hand to kill you at any circumstance. I will defend myself, but in my niyyah of defense, it will never be aggression towards you. Mm-hmm. I just want to defend myself from your aggression and I'm still always going to try to give.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, as you were mentioning, the Prophet Wasallam, just by his mere touch, people would feel his essence and they would, subhanAllah, I can't, words cannot even describe but just by his touch and his presence alone. And we know that the Prophets, you know, they were all sinless, but the Prophet Wasallam, as Aisha Anna would say, he also goes, why are you praying so late in the night? Because, you know, you've been forgiven for all things. But he goes, am I not yeah. a thankful servant? Sheikh, I want to do one last thing. This is a beautiful book, The Book of Love, I have to say. It is basically what you could say is a book of aphorisms, a book of sayings. And if I could get you just to expand on one, there's, there's plenty here. So if anyone's at home watching, make sure you check out The Book of Love. But because of the book's here and you're here, perhaps we could get you to explain maybe just one quote, if you don't mind. Real talk is from the heart, not the tongue. Speak from your heart all you want. I will never be bored. Sheikh, if you could elaborate on that, we like, would really appreciate that.
2: You know, uh, the point of that is like we, saw, we talked about, Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. right? From your heart. Or telling people, I love you actually from your heart. Mm-hmm. Or telling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in Allah. your salam, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alayhi wa with your heart, I love you. When you speak to me from your mind and your tongue, I be, my mind may be intellectually stimulated, you know, to a certain span. Speak to me from your heart. I'll never be bored. And the idea behind the book of love, real quick, the all-loving, Al-Wadood, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the name of Allah, the all-loving, sent his beloved, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to teach love, Al Quran is ورحمة, healing and loving mercy. mercy. So the all loving sent his beloved to teach love with love, for love, to love, by love. SubhanAllah. You put it best, Shaykh. I don't that's think
0: a, that's the deen of of, of the Rasul. That's our deen. That's our religion, that's the religion of the Muslimin. A that's nation right. of love, a nation of loving mercy. Alhamdulillah, thank you for joining us, Shaykh. It's been an absolute honor. And to
1: those watching at home, thank you for tuning in and supporting One Path Network. It's, you know, It's been an absolute honor to present such a with us, but this would not have been possible without your support, your love, and your du'as. So, jazakum khairun. And any final words from yourself, Kamala, Shaykh?
2: The Shaykh. Love Allah, love people
0: jazakallahu khairan and thank you very much. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa
2: alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I know I did. We know that a lot of people that view our content aren't subscribed. So please be sure to hit the bell for notifications, subscribe and like the video to stay up to date with all our latest releases. This podcast is also streaming
1: on all your favorite platforms including Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast
0: plus a lot more. Until next time, salamu alaykum.